What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's some of my early thoughts ahead of game week 24. So I've got some discussion around Liverpool players for double game week 25. What's going on with Anthony Gordon and his injury? Could we have another double game week in 28 and some other thoughts as well? So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Let's jump into it. So let's start with Trent Alexander-Arnold. He did start against Arsenal yesterday, but didn't make it past the 60th minute. And after the game, Jurgen Klopp said that he's not yet able to play the full 90 minutes. So there are some concerns there about what his game time might be over the next few matches, especially double game week 25, where they've got a weekend game then that midweek fixture against Luton, and then the Carabao Cup final the following weekend, there might be some minutes being managed over that period. So there's two things to discuss here. What do you do if you own him? And what do you do if you're thinking about buying? Now, for anyone that owns him, first of all, I unless you think he only starts one of the next three games, I can't really see any reason to sell him. I don't think there's a much better option to go to unless you desperately need the money for other big moves now personally i think he starts against burnley because they've just played on sunday against arsenal there's no midweek fixture before that burnley game and it's the following saturday at 3 p.m so i think he'll start that game and given that he's building up that fitness slowly and he's just made it almost to 60 minutes hopefully he'll get past 60 minutes against burnley pick up the clean sheet and then it's another week's rest until that brentford away game in game week 25 there's no european matches or anything like that so i think and i could be wrong he starts against Burnley and starts against Brentford. The only game that's in question is the Luton game, which is on the Wednesday. So they play Saturday against Brentford. They play Wednesday against Luton on the 21st of February. Then they play Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final on the 25th. So I think there is concern about him starting that Luton game. But I don't think that is enough to sell. Because if you sell him to a player that's not got a double game week, then they've got the same number of fixtures. If he only plays Burnley and Brentford and doesn't get any minutes against Luton, well, that's two fixtures. And that is the same for any player that doesn't have a double game week. And most of those players are not anywhere near as good of an FPL option in terms of an attacking sense as Trent Alexander-Arnold. And there is still a chance that he would come off the bench and gets min uh, get minutes against Luton as well. And if you are selling him to a double game week player, which one do you think can get as many points as Trent and which one do you think will start all three matches in game weeks 24 and 25? There's no Man City players that I'll be completely confident about that happening with. And they just don't have the upside that Trent does from an attacking potential. Um, and if you're looking at Liverpool defenders, you know, one that's going to play in 24 and both games in 25, the only one that I would put any kind of money on that happening is Van Dyke. So unless you need the money that Trent to Van Dyke gives you, which is quite a lot to be fair. It's like 2 million for most people. I just can't see it being worth the transfer. I have considered it myself. For my team, it doesn't really open up enough to warrant it. For your team, that might be different. But for most people, I just don't see the point. And the other thing is because Liverpool blank in 26 and then they got Forest away in 27, Man City in 28, and then a probable blank in 29, it's very likely that you're going to sell most if not all your Liverpool players in game week 26 to start planning for that blank in 29 and also to make sure you can get 11 players out in game week 26 so even if you use the transfer to sell Trent to Van Dyke, you're probably then going to use another transfer to get rid of him in game week 26 and I just don't think it's worth that extra move so I think for anyone that owns him unless you think he only starts one of the next three which I think is really unlikely you probably just keep hold of him unless you're desperate for that money if you're thinking about bringing him in, 
I'm not sure I would go for it. I think I probably would go for Van Dyke and just take the three fixtures because unless he picks up a knock or something like that, it's very unlikely he misses any of those games, even with a Carabao Cup final. And obviously, from a clean sheet perspective, Trent and Van Dyke get the same points anyway. So you're just you're basically risking that Trent doesn't get a huge amount of attacking returns in that very short period of time, which obviously could happen, right? We know Trent is the kind of player that could pick up a 10-pointer against Burnley, 10-pointer against Brentford, similar points off the bench against Lewin, right? It could happen, but it's not that likely. So I think if I was buying you, I'd be tempted to ignore Trent, even though we know what he could do over those two game weeks and just go for Van Dijk instead, especially if you're in a position where it would take a lot of moves and even hits to get Trent in. I just don't think that's worth it at this point. I think you take the chance that he only plays two of the next three and then hope that Liverpool get clean sheets the whole way and Van Dijk picks up an extra one and that will probably cover any attack and returns. If you're in a position where you've been planning to get Trent and you've got an easy route to him, it doesn't really stop anything else, then maybe you just go for it for the potential upside. But for everyone else, I think I'd just go for Van Dijk instead. But for that's for anyone that's looking to buy. If you own him, you probably just keep hold of him, right? Does anyone feel different? If you do, leave a comment below and let me know. So let's stick to Liverpool and talk about Darwin Nunez next. A player, by the way, that has just dropped in price from 7.5 to 7.4 million. And I think people are going to regret taking him out of their FPL squads. I understand why it's happened because he was flagged on Friday when Klopp said that he was a doubt for the weekend. The Liverpool double game, it wasn't announced until Saturday morning. He didn't start against Arsenal, so that would have frustrated people as well. And of course, Watkins smashed in an 18-pointer, so people want to buy him if they don't already own. But I still think it's a mistake to take him out ahead of Burnley at home in 24, which is such a good fixture and a game that he will probably start. And then, of course, Liverpool have got the double game week in 25. So I think people should be looking to buy him, which is something I'm looking to do this week, rather than sell him. Now, some people will say he's not really a double game week player because he's not guaranteed to start three of the next three matches. And that is, of course, true. But I think that's the case for pretty much any Liverpool and Man City attacker. Like if Erling Haaland's fit, he starts pretty much every single game. But anyone else from Man City, and even Liverpool at the moment, is not guaranteed to start all three in the next three. So if you're going to take some risks on that, risks on those starts and minutes, you do it for a player that's got great output. And Darwin Nunez is one of those players. And I get it. He fully frustrates people. Look at those that owned against Chelsea in game week 22 when he kept hitting the woodwork. He can be a frustrating player to watch, but he's also someone that has started 14 times this season and got 16 attack and returns, seven goals, nine assists. He does get returns. His output is good. And if you look before the Arsenal game, so the previous, what is it, four game weeks, so Burnley away, Newcastle at home, Bournemouth away, and Chelsea at home, so between game weeks 19 and 22, he got three goals and two assists. So he was returning pretty consistently. And I think for that reason, and the fact that he'll probably get at least two starts of the next three and come off the bench in the other one, I think he's a really good option to bring in. I know FPL haven't yet put the double game week in for 25, at least at the time of recording, but we know it's going to be there. It has been announced. The harder question is who do you sell, right? Because we've gone most of this season in a 3-5-2, not really worried about forwards. And all of a sudden, we've got too many forwards to fit in. We're not even talking about players like, you know, Cunha at Wolves, who just scored a hat-trick against Chelsea, because there's just no room to fit him into our squads. So for most people, if you don't already own him, you're probably looking to get Harden in. So that's one spot. 
I've got Solanke and Watkins. That will be quite popular. Some of you will have Tony. Where do you fit uh, Darwin Nunez in? Now, I am strongly considering selling Watkins, which I get will not be popular. And a lot of it will come down to how much money you've got tied up in him. And I don't think it's necessarily a move that will definitely work. But I think with the double, I, I would have to take the punt because Watkins got Man United at home, Fulham away. That's just not as good as what Liverpool have got on paper. So it's, right now, it's probably Watkins, but I wouldn't make any rash decisions. I would wait to see what happens in the FA Cup fourth round replay between Villa and Chelsea and also see if we get any more news about a potential Bournemouth double in 28, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. I think in isolation, I would sell Solanke before Watkins. But Watkins costs more, and that might open up other transfers. So for me, for example, if I sell Watkins to Darwin, that gives me enough money to go straight from Gordon to Jota without having to make any other moves. So potentially I could get my triple up on Liverpool this week and then even roll the transfer in game week 25 and not worry about bringing anyone else in. So it's not that I want to sell Watkins. I think if I've got to sell someone to get Darwin in, he's probably where I would go right now. But it could be that I just sell Solanke instead. So you'll have to look at the money situation for your own team and what that allows. But again, coming back to the point I made about Trent uh, earlier, we are probably going to sell most of our Liverpool players in game week 26. So it's only really a two-week punt. And then you can just look to reverse whichever striker you sell. So if you sell Solanke or whoever it might be in your team or you sell Watkins, you can just get them back in for game week 26. Is there a guarantee? that that two-game week punt works out? Of course not, but I am someone that still wants to go all in as much as possible on double game weeks, and I just look at what Liverpool have got, how good that attack is. I just don't know how I can go without Darwin. I, that's how strongly I feel about him as an FPLP. I know people, not hate him, but they just they get so frustrated with him that they're willing to remove him before such good fixtures, and I'm sat here thinking, how can I go into that double without him? Because the potential is high, even though there is obviously the other side, which could be, you know, terrible returns. But I just think he's shown so far, no matter what you think of him, he is getting that output and he's got the fixtures to continue that. So yeah, I would say stop selling Darwin. If you've already got him, you've already made the decision about which other striker not to have, just keep him in for the next two game weeks and then reassess after that. All right, let's talk about Anthony Gordon next, who went off at half time against Luton at the weekend. Wasn't a complete disaster if you owned him because he did already have an assist and finished on four points. Probably a lot worse if you captained him, but overall, at least he got something. But there was definitely more returns to come in that second half. So it was a bit disappointing, but it is what it is, right? He went off at half time. Uh, I saw on Twitter Craig Hope said uh, Gordon forced off with a twisted ankle, was in a lot of pain at half time. Eddie Howe says no idea how serious it is. And the problem is, if you're a Gordon owner like me, Eddie Howe is not that forthcoming with injury news. So there's not even a guarantee that we will get a proper update before the weekend. We might just have to decide what to do based on other kind of stuff that comes out, whether journalists talk about it and things like that. Uh, he also said that Gordon left St. James's Park on crutches and wearing a moon boot. So there was a picture going around on Twitter uh, with him on crutches. Since then, people have said he's been seen out shopping. And he said he's fine. He wasn't wearing the moon boot. So maybe he will be okay. But ultimately, we're going to have to wait for a bit more information. The other thing to kind of note is that Harvey Barnes was back and he scored as well in that second half. So if Gordon does have a bit of an issue there and they don't want to rush him back, at least they've got Harvey Barnes that could play instead. Long term, I think Gordon is firmly first choice left wing. 
And I think if Barnes does start at some point, bearing in mind he's only back off quite a long injury as well, I think Gordon would start on the right. So I'm not particularly worried about his minutes in general, but obviously he's not going to play when he's injured. Now, next two fixtures are pretty good. They've got Forrest away and Bournemouth at home. Then it's Arsenal away in 26, which is difficult. Arsenal, best defence in the league. Wolves at home in 27, which is quite good. Uh, it's not bad anyway. And then Chelsea away in 28, which if Chelsea play like they did against Wolves, is not a bad fixture, but I still wouldn't put it down as a great one either. And then there's a high chance that Newcastle will blank in 29. So it's only really the next two game weeks anyway. Um, so I would say a lot depends on what your... Basically two things. One, what the rest of your squad looks like. And two, have you got enough other midfield slots to get in the players that you want for double game week 25? So again, to use my team as an example, because I've got overall eight good attackers, I could bench Gordon for game week 24, whatever happens, and then reassess ahead of Bournemouth at home in game week 25, decide whether I wanted to play him that week. Because I can just play Richarlison, Foden, Palmer, Saka, Harlan, Watkins, and Solanke instead. It's really not the end of the world. But if I want to get Jotter in, and I don't want to sell any of those other four midfielders, I've got to get rid of Gordon anyway. I've been talking about that for a couple of weeks. I spoke about that last week when people were looking to get Gordon in. You really need to start thinking about which players you want to get in and who you're willing to sell. I'm not willing to sell right now, probably not anyway, Foden, because he's got a double game week coming up. Obviously, Palmer's great value. Saka continues to be a decent pick as well, and so does Richarlison. I just cannot sell any four of those players, in which case Gordon has to go. So for me, it doesn't really matter about that injury, because one, I can bench him this week, and two, I'm probably going to move that position to Jota once I've got enough money to do so. So you're going to have to think about similar things for your team ultimately i think gordon's a really good pick when he's fit so there's no rush to get rid of him for the next two but i also think there's only five slots and if there's five other midfielders you want you've got to sell him just quickly actually if you are looking to get rid if you want a double game week player then jota's probably the one that kind of springs to mind if you don't have the money to go there and you still want to sell gordon but you want to go a bit cheaper then there's a few options to consider one, I can't believe I'm saying this, is Ross Barkley. Absolutely nailed on. Got one goal, two assists over the last two games. He also picked up a goal against Chelsea as well. He's only 4.9 million, so that would enable you to make other moves too. Um, it's Sheffield United at home this week. Arguably the best fixture on paper you're going to get all season. They will have that double of Man United at home and Liverpool away in 25. Is it, is it an amazing double? No, but he's only 4.9 million. They do blank in 26, so you've got to consider that. How will you manage that game? We can, by the way, without going into too much detail, it wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world if you loaded up on double game week players for 25 and they could only field like 10 players in 26. I think some people will go down that route. I'm not convinced it's worth using the free hit in 25 or 26. I think it'll still be more useful later on. But you could consider that as well. Uh, then it's Villa at home in 27. Then a potential double in 28 which would be Palace away and Bournemouth away if it happens. So don't completely rule out Ross Barkley. Um, other players you could look at, especially if you want double game week ones, is McAllister at Liverpool, 5.8 million. You've also got Rodri guaranteed to start every single game, who is 5.6 million. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're amazing FPL picks that are going to get you lots of attacking returns, but you know at least they're nailed. And they can get the odd return. Like, um, Rodri got a goal against Burnley in game week 22, an assist against Newcastle in 21, a goal against Sheffield United in 20. He's going to play in both games. 
So as long as he doesn't get a yellow card, that's already four points. That's before any kind of attacking return. So just as a couple of game weeks punt, that could be worth it. And with Man City, they do play in 26 as well against Bournemouth away. And by the time you start thinking about selling players like Jota, Darwin, Trent, there's probably going to be money to go around to upgrade Rodri instead. So that's for someone that really wants to stick to a double game week player but also doesn't want someone that blanks in 26. You could consider Rodri. If we're looking outside double game week players, then it's probably Wolves because their next few fixtures are Brentford at home this week in 24, Spurs away in 25, and then they've got Sheffield United at home in 26, Newcastle away in 27, Fulham at home in 28, and then potentially Bournemouth at home in 29. But for that game to be on, it needs Brighton to beat Wolves away from home in the FA Cup and Leicester to beat Bournemouth. I'm not sure both of those things will happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Either way, the fixtures are good, and someone like Neto at 5.6 million is incredible value, and he's back from injury now, and he has 12 attacking returns in 13 starts, so two goals, 10 assists. I know a lot of people might prefer Huang instead, but obviously he's still away on international duty, so he's not an option um, this week. And I'm not convinced he would definitely keep penalties either. I think Cunha might get them. He Cunha was the player that I thought was originally going to get them. And then Huang took one, but I think he won that penalty. So I don't know if we can be completely confident about who will have them long term. Um, but I do think Huang's a good bet because he scored a lot of goals this season. He's got 10 goals, 3 assists, and 17 returns. Either way, Wolves probably going a little bit under the radar for FPL picks right now. So if you don't want to go straight to a double game weaker then this week Neto is definitely someone to consider as well. This is if you're trying to keep it in and around the Gordon price point. The only other player I would look at, probably not the only other player, but the one that springs to mind is Garnacho. 4.8 million. His minutes are great right now. He is firmly first choice winger for Man United. He's ahead of Rashford in the pecking order at the moment. Definitely ahead of Anthony as well. He's played 90 minutes every single game week in the last five Two goals at the weekend. He has chipped in with five goals, two assists, and 15 starts. So not quite as good as some of those other players we've mentioned, but only 4.8 million. Villa away, Luton away, Fulham at home next three. He's pretty decent as well. And that might enable you to go and get a Trent or a Van Dyke or Darwin for someone up front, whatever it might be. So there's quite a few options. But I think, I think Gordon is generally great for the next two if he's fit. But he is expendable at the moment. I don't think he's essential or anything like that to keep. And that is why I said last week before Luton at home, he's a good pick, but you might be looking to get rid of him sooner than you think. So I just wanted to go through some other notes and thoughts from the weekend. So I've mentioned a few times now that Bournemouth versus Luton could go into game week 28, which would give both of those teams a double game week. And the fixtures would be decent. So for Bournemouth, it would be Sheffield United at home and Luton at home. You could possibly even triple captain someone like Solanke if the fixtures fail like that. And for Luton, it would be Crystal Palace away and Bournemouth away. So pretty good for both of those teams. Now, it's not a guarantee that will happen by any stretch, but I just wanted to make you aware that it's a possibility. I don't think it would change my thoughts around transfers this week. So if you were looking to do, I don't know, Solanke to Tony or Solanke to Darwin Nunez, I'd probably still go ahead with that because if it does get announced 28 later on, you could always bring players like Solanke back in. But as I said, I wanted to make you aware. Now, in terms of those that are really good at predicting when double gaming will happen. You will have heard me mention uh, Ben Krellin before on Twitter, James from Planet FPL as well. But Tarlan Nadim also does a lot of predictions and they were really confident as well that Liverpool versus Luton would go into game week 25. And they were talking to Ben the other day on Twitter and he said, regardless of the rumours around game week 28, double game week 28 rearrangement on Wednesday the 13th of March 
seems a very sensible and likely move with no English teams playing at home in the Champions League that night. Ben went on to say, I wouldn't be surprised if it moves there, but they could just wait a few weeks to see if it fits into game week 34. Now, because Bournemouth versus Luton are not in Europe, uh, sorry, Bournemouth and Luton are not in Europe, there will almost certainly be time later on this season to rearrange that fixture. But then Tyler went on to say, it will likely be able to fit in 34 or 37, and if not, one of the UEFA midweeks later in the season. But as we noted last season, also with Brighton versus Crystal Palace and Southampton versus Brentford, the Premier League are more active in getting these postponements out of the way earlier rather than later. Now, in terms of percentages, I think both Ben and Tyler have it over 50% to happen in 28, which is pretty interesting. I'm not sure where James falls on it, but it does look like it's a possibility. So it doesn't really change anything right now, but I would keep an open mind about which players you might need to buy or sell in future game weeks. And also the fact that chip strategy could change pretty drastically depending on when fixtures go. Like right now, I'm saying that I don't want to use my free hit until maybe game week 34. But if lots of postponements were happening in 29 and I had to deal with a double for Bournemouth and Luton before that in 28, then that would open up the possibility of free hitting in 29. Ultimately, I'm going to do a double on blanks video on Thursday and try and talk about this a bit more. But for now, I just wanted to make you aware of that. Moving on to other stuff. Um, Saka went off with an injury after the game says, Arte uh, sorry, after the game, Arteta said he didn't think it was that bad. Just a kick to the ankle. Saka's always getting kicked around the pitch. Uh, it doesn't always come off, though, to be fair. So there must have been something there. But hopefully he'll be back next week. So I wouldn't worry too much. Um, I've touched on this a lot. Think really carefully about your forward slots. And I guess also be prepared to sell someone that's pretty good for someone else that you hope will be better. As I mentioned earlier, is Watkins to Darwin Nunez a completely foolproof plan? Absolutely not. But at some point, you've got to make a sacrifice somewhere. So think carefully about that. Garnacho is a great enabler, which I already mentioned. Um, Arsenal conceded just 0.41 expected goals to Liverpool. They absolutely dominated that game. And there's nothing against Liverpool like, whatsoever. I just wanted to point out how good that Arsenal defence is. And I know they don't always get the clean sheets. But I still think for FPL, especially if Villa winning the FA Cup, which would mean Arsenal versus Chelsea would be on in 29, they are still great, right? Saliba and Gabriel are not massive. I mean, Saliba's quite expensive, I guess. He's, yeah, 5.6 is not cheap. But Gabriel is still only 5 million. For a nailed-on player in the best defence in the league, they've only conceded 0.7 XG per 90 minutes. That's better than Man City. Best defence in the league, nailed-on, goal threat as well. I wouldn't be looking to sell those players anytime soon, despite them conceding yesterday. I still think going forward, they're great. And I think it's a very similar situation to selling Saka, right? The numbers are there. The returns will come eventually. Uh, and there, just as I just mentioned there, I'm going to do a double and blank game week video on Thursday, just to try and give you the lay of the land and my thoughts on it. Um, because at, after Wednesday, we'll know the results of the fourth round replay. So we'll know whether Villa or Chelsea... Uh, are definitely playing in game week 29 so i'm gonna leave that video there hopefully you enjoyed it if you did make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already i'll be back tomorrow with transfer tips i'll catch you then sports social podcast network